At ten o'clock, that warm March night, the Farpoint New York prowl car turned into Grandview Park. Patrolman Burroughs yawned and tried to find a more comfortable position on the seat, he said. Hey, Hopkins, it's a little early for a stroll down Lover's Lane. There won't be anything doing here for another hour. His partner said, I feel generous tonight. I know what you mean. They're better off coming here to do a little necking than going into the city to booze it up. You're a square. You know that, Burroughs? The kids don't say necking anymore. The expression is making out. Oh, yeah? I was sure it was spooning. My kid is always talking about making out. In my day, that meant going all the way. Only we didn't say we made out with a girl. We said we made a girl. You, Hopkins? You made girls? I bet you had to put bags over their heads first. Hopkins chuckled. What'd you do, Burroughs? Date girls from the blind school? Did any of them get a look at you? They had been riding together for four years. Both of them were veterans, with over ten years in the department. They had a lot of other things in common, too. In Farpoint, they lived within walking distance of one another. They were men in their middle forties, who had seen action in World War II. Burroughs had a nineteen-year-old son, and Hopkins had two boys under ten and one fourteen-year-old. Farpoint was in Rockland County, on the Jersey side of the George Washington Bridge. Except for the war years, neither man had spent much time out of this part of the country. It was against the law to stop in Grandview Park after seven at night. The local people knew that the winding road was a shortcut to Farpoint from Route 9W, and there was no law forbidding traffic to pass through. Not more than twenty or thirty drivers a night used the shortcut. The others who turned into the park were usually headed for one of the little dead-end side roads, where picnickers stopped during the day. Most of them were students from Farpoint College, a medium-sized co-educational college located just outside the city, on a hill overlooking the Hudson River. There were some Farpointers who complained bitterly about these young strangers in their midst. They felt the college was too progressive, The students were allowed to have cars, and while there was a rule prohibiting intoxication, there was none prohibiting drinking. The local tavern owners were in sympathy with the complainers. There were not more than six bars near Farpoint, all of them noisy with television and pinball machines, for Farpoint was basically a factory town. None of the six would serve students. They argued that they did not want the responsibility. There were too many students with falsified credentials boosting their age. Then, too, kids could not hold their liquor. They were rowdy inside and a menace on the road outside. The truth was somewhere in between these facts, and the fact that the bar's best customers were workers from the Farpoint Bag Company and F.P. Beers were notorious enemies of F.P. Sears. But the majority of Farpoint's populace lived on the outskirts of the city. They were commuters to New York City. They were media people, lawyers, doctors, brokers, people of a sophisticated disposition. While they usually chose Ivy League schools for their own children, they enjoyed having FPC in the community. They felt that the college added color to an otherwise dreary little area, whose prime feature was its proximity to Manhattan. Burroughs and Hopkins were for the college, too. Burroughs' boy was a sophomore there. 
It looked as though Hopkins' oldest would not be admitted when he was college age, for his grades were only average, and the school demanded better of townies. But there were two more at home. Hopkins would be delighted if even one of his boys made it. Years of dealing with FPCers had shown them to be no different from any other group of young people, despite the fact most of them were brighter than local kids and carried more pocket money. The majority were better drivers than most farpointers, and as for the drinking, the patrolmen had brought in many more factory workers on a 390 than collegians. Still, there was a reason for concern. The state of New Jersey's legal drinking age was 21. New York's was 18.